All right, here we go. Let's go. All right. So this week we read about um, the Chronicles of Yitzchak. And the Torah begins the story of Yitzchak with saying, Yitzchak is the son of Abraham. Abraham gave birth to Yitzchak. Now we already know that Abraham gave birth to Yitzchak. Why is it necessary to say this again here and to repeat it twice? So Rashi says, the scoffers, the generation, were saying that Sarah became pregnant from Abimelech because Sarah was married to Abraham for many years and didn't have any children. So they thought that probably this new child was actually born because of Abimelech. She was pregnant from Abimelech. So what did God do? God, God made the face of Yitzchak to be similar to Abraham. So everyone could testify and they could see that, yes, that Avram gave birth to Yitzchak. That's what Rashi says. So that leads us with a couple of questions. Question number one is, the scoffers of the generation um, would have scoffed as soon as Avram claimed that he gave birth to a child. Why does the Torah begin saying this over here when the Torah should have said this as soon as Yitzchak was born? And the bigger question is that um, Rashi says, because the Torah says that Yitzhak is the son of Abraham, therefore the Torah has to testify and say that Abraham gave birth to Yitzhak. What do you mean? Uh, Yitzhak is the son of Abraham, something we know a long time ago. The Torah has to say this here. The Torah has to say this here. Therefore, the Torah has to protect what it says by, by, uh, by uh, making Yitzhak's face to be similar to that of Abraham. question is, first of all, again, why is uh, the Torah to have to say this here? And if the Torah has to protect what it says, shouldn't the Torah have to say this as soon as Yitzhak was born? And the biggest question is, a, a, it's natural, just like your daughter, Zev, looks a little bit like you, uh, probably more like uh, the mom, but uh, so just like a child looks more like, like their parent, so Yitzhak should have naturally looked like Abraham. So why is there a need for a special miracle to make Yitzhak's face be similar to that of Abraham? It should be natural that Yitzhak should look like Abraham. Why does the Torah say, what did God do? What was an unusual thing that God did that he had to change creation? He made Yitzhak's face to be similar to Abraham's. That's normal. A child looks like his father. What, what does the Torah mean when it says that God made a special miracle? And the answer is like this. The reason why a child looks like his father is because a child is similar to the temperament, to the nature, and spiritually there is an a alignment between a father and a child. And that is also reflected in the shtaushumihan, the physical world that comes from the spiritual world. So just like this is true in these higher spiritual worlds, so too is in the physical world that a child looks like the father. But Yitzhak and Abraham had a whole different way of serving God. Abraham is compared to water. Yitzhak is compared to fire. Abraham's attribute of serving God was kindness. As it says in Sefer HaBoyer, it says that once Avram was born, the attribute of kindness came before God and said, God, I have nothing to do in this world. Avram is your conduit, is your channel of kindness. Now, what am I meant to do? So Avram embodied God's attribute of kindness. Yitzhak, on the other hand, and just like water flows from above to below, water is affected by gravity. So too, um, kindness is when you bestow something that you have and give to others. Avram, he served God by welcoming guests. He served God by sharing his inspiration with others. Avram 
from Avram was like water. From Avram, there was a flow of kindness and a flow of inspiration. So everyone who entered his tent, everyone Avram met. So Avram had one way of serving God. Yitzhak, on the other hand, had a different way. Yitzhak was compared to fire. Yitzhak's service of God was pachad Yitzhak. The compares Yitzhak to fire because Yitzhak's service of God was, was with Gura. Gura is usually translated as, as strength. An idea of Yitzhak's strength, Yitzhak's power, is about going against the grain. It's not about just giving what you have and, and bestowing it to someone else. It's about trying to change up where you are and to reveal what's there already. In other words, trying to, to, to challenge the settings of where you are, ch challenge the circumstances where you are, and to go deeper and see what's behind, behind where you are. Avram's role as it's said that giving his inspiration to others is a seamless, consistent flow from the tzaddik to the people. His kindness is seamless and consistent and wholesome going from Avram to anyone who wants to hear him and wants to see him and wants to learn from him. Yitzhak had a different job. Yitzhak had a different role. Yitzhak's service of God it was with digging wells. Why is it that we read about Yitzhak digging wells? Like It seems like such an odd thing to say about our patriarch. Yitzhak, what did he do? He dug wells. Avraham, welcome guest. Yitzhak dug wells. What does that mean? Chassidus explains that just like when you dig into the earth and you find waters and the water rises from the earth itself, so to the role of Yitzhak different to Avram was not about him sharing his inspiration with others, but rather about, a help, about revealing and unearthing a person's own spirituality that he had within. That's why he has associated with powers, with force, because it's going against the grain, it's going against what's usual, it's going against what's, what's easy. There's a resistance when you try to go against the, the natural circumstances of where you are. So Yitzhak is therefore compared to fire because fire ascends upwards going against the grain, a go, a, trying to reveal the spirituality of the world within, trying to find the living waters that's there in the world already. So that's why the Torah has to specifically mention here that Avram gave birth to Yitzhak. The scoffers scoffed as soon as Yitzhak was born, true. But when did the scoffing get louder? When does scoffing get, get, uh, need to be addressed in this Torah portion? Until this Torah portion, you could say that Avram has Avram is the father of Yitzhak, and Yitzhak continues in the path of Avram. Yitzhak does the same thing as Avram. His spiritual makeup is aligned with Avram. However, we find two things happening this this week's Torah portion, which show us Yitzhak is made of a different stuff than Avram. First of all, who is Yitzhak's offspring? Yitzhak's offspring is Asa. Asa is associated with hunting, with violence. It seems very in sync with Gura, with power, with force that Yitzhak embodied. So you see that Avram gives birth to a child like Yishmael. Yishmael's attribute of life was, was attraction, attraction, albeit in the wrong direction, kindness in the wrong place. Hey. However, um, uh, Yitzhak, his service of God was with Gura, with power, and therefore. Um, it's very nice of the Shulchan office to host our uh, Zoom. Thank you very much, Rabbi Bramowitz. Come with him. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You also, you also make sure that they turn their head in the right direction, too. Thank you. Okay. So speaking of turning the right direction, so Yitzchak seems to be a totally opposite direction of Avram. His child is Asa. Avram's child, who's not following Avram's path, is at least aligned with the spiritual attribute of Avram, his attribute of kindness and love, albeit in the wrong direction. On the other hand, Yitzhak's offspring, Esau, is about murder and violence, 
So it's in sync with Gevura, it's the Klippa of Gevura, it's the unholy parallel to Gevura, to power and force in the wrong direction, violence. However, it seems completely divergent from Avraham. And that's the scoffers generation say, one second, your father, welcome guests, you did well. So your father was someone who shared his inspiration with others. He wasn't about trying to find the goodness within. He was about just giving what he had. You're digging wells. That's something different. You're trying to go, to go against the grain. You're not like your father. Number two, your uh, bad sheep in your family is very different than the bad sheep in your father's family. The bad sheep in your father's family was Yishmael. His attribute was attraction to the wrong things. Your attribute, Yitzhak, your parallel to your attribute that you find in your in your son, Esau, is very different to Avram. He's not attracted to the wrong things. Esau is full of hate, full of violence and vura, power, unrestrained force and power going to the wrong direction. So therefore, the scoffer said, there's no way this guy is your son. No way it's your son. So the, what, is the, what does God do? So God does something unique. If by every person, their physical expression on their face mirrors the, what they're feeling inside, as the previous Rebbe said, you could see someone's mahal chanafesh, you could see someone, how someone feels in their face, I guess the previous Rebbe can see a lot better than any of us. But you could see someone's makeup in their face, their, their, their spiritual makeup and their physical, their facial expression. So if this is true for, for anyone, how much more so is this true for the, our obvious, our patriarchs who are a chariot of God's will? How their life and the physical will mirror their spiritual life. So if, if Yitzchak, is a is a conduit to the attribute of God's Buddha, God's God's power, God's strength. So therefore, his physical face is going to look very different to Abraham's. It was, should naturally look very different. So what does God do? God makes Yitzhak's face look similar to that of Abraham's, although it's true that naturally they should look different. But nevertheless, God made Yitzhak's face be similar to Abraham's. However, okay, but just like we said earlier, that the physical world is a continuation, it's a continuum of the spiritual higher worlds, there must be some divine parallel to Yitzhak's face looking like, like Avram's. It wasn't just that his face looked like Avram's face, but there must be something about Yitzchak, his face being being changed. We're actually Bob Metziah, Tafezayin says that Hashem, um, Hashem changed the face of Yitzhak to, to be similar to that of Avram's. It wasn't just, just that he was born and Hashem Formed his face to be that way. Rashi says it. The Gemara says he, he changed his face to look differently. What? So that didn't start in the physical world. That is a spiritual source. What does that mean? The answer is like this. There was a um, rabbi named Rabbi Yalis who had a uh, uh, Luther a great Torah genius, and he had a uh, pretty much a uh, a very unique relationship with the rabbi. Rebbe would give him a private audience to him, even in years that Rebbe stopped giving private audiences. He would come to Rebbe on, on the holidays. And to make a long story short, he remarked to the Rebbe that all the Chabad Rebbe's, they embody us a one of the divine spheres. Just like with only about Avram and Yitzchak, that Avram was chasad, Yitzchak is Buddha. So too, he says he noticed that the Chabad Rebbe is also similar, that each of them embodies different kind of divine energy. For example, the Alter Rebbe and the Tanya, it's very brief, it's very short. That's similar to the first sphere of 
Chachma, which is the point and the quintessential idea before it's been processed and elaborated, before the idea has been um, divided into many details. The Mitzvah Rebbe, on the other hand, his teachings are like a wide river of information. It's a flowing river, Bina. So he pointed out each of the Rebbe's has something. So when he says, and you, he tells the Rebbe, that you are, you, you seem to embody the attribute of Malthus. Malthus in Kabbalah is the source of God's speech. And it's the source of the, all the words that animate every single thing in creation. So he said the Rebbe also, unlike the previous Rebbe's, he's, he spoke more than other Rebbe's, all the Rebbe's before. And he's also his, his goal of sharing Torah to the whole world is something very in sync with Malchus, which is about revelation to a foreign new place. That's what Malchus is about. Malchus is about a transition from spiritual, from a godly, holy world of Atsilus to create a world which feels separate. So too is the Rebbe's goal of sharing Torah and Judaism throughout the world. Right now, it's the, as mentioned yesterday, it's a, it's a conference of the Chabad um, Shluchim. You really see this, the guys going to these most yeah. far off places spiritually, far off places physically. You see this element of Malthus. So the Rebbe acknowledged that what he said had a point, and they've actually told Rabbi Groner, have said to him, go ask Rabbi Yalas what I just told him. And so this is something the Rebbe, that's what I heard from my Groner's son. Anyways, so um, so in a similar way, um, each generation has its focus. The reason why our generation is focused on sharing Torah in every place is, is, is specific to our generation. We're the generation of the coming of Mashiach, as Rebbe said in the very first, very first discourse, that just like Moshe Rabbeinu was the seventh to Abraham, and he was the one who caused God's presence to be manifest in the world. Um, first of all, by, first of all, when Torah was given, we could see Hashem's presence. But second of all, with the creation of the construction of the tabernacle, where God's presence was in a physical manifest uh, place in the physical world, so too the Rebbe said, our generation is the seventh from the Alter Rebbe, and it is a, the role of our generation to reveal God in this physical world. And so you have in the previous Chabad Rebbe's who are uh, who are sharing Hasidus and Torah in their way, and the Rebbe is telling us to, you know, go to the far off, more farthest places, and physically and spiritually, to share Torah in the places that you wouldn't expect it to be possible to make any kind of impact, and many, many other ways. Anyways, so each generation has its role. So in the time of Abraham, Hashem wanted that the generation of Abraham should be directed by Abraham, who is Chesed. Generation of Yitzhak should be directed by Yitzhak, who is Guru, who is power. Each generation has its role. The idea of Hashem instructing Yitzhak to serve him in one way, Avram to serve him another way, tells us that it wasn't obviously really different. It's just that Hashem had a different um, goal that the generation of Avram had to accomplish than the generation of Yitzhak. Each of them had a different goal. There wasn't the same kind of accomplishment. They had, they had different things to do. So that's the idea of Yitzchak be like, being like Avram. There's no real difference in Avram and Yitzchak. Talmud says, the only reason God created a person to serve God. So what's the essence what Avram is doing to serve God? What's the essence what Yitzchak is doing to serve God? Does it make a difference, really? If Avram serving in the way of kindness, Yitzchak serving in the way of Gura, the way of fear, love, fear, water, fire. It's all the same. It's all serving God. So there's no real difference between Avram and Yitzchak. That's the meaning of Yitzchak's face becoming similar to Avram's that represents that there's no real, just a facade, there's no real difference between Yitzchak and Avram. Yitzchak and Avram are both servants of God. 
and they, and they had just had a different role because of their respective generations. So the scoffers of generation are saying that Yitzhak is not from Abraham, and God has a miracle that the people should know that Yitzhak is like Abraham, that Yitzhak's attribute is aligned with Abraham. It's both both about the service of God. There's another point here also. And I'll, we'll conclude with this. I you know it's uh, already 7.43. It's almost time for Shachar, uh, so conclude with this. It's possible to think that Avraham, who is a holy tzaddik, he governs a spiritual holy realm. His service of God is supernatural. But when it comes to the physical world, the physical reality, when it comes to having actual children in the physical world, you might think that, okay, Avraham has nothing to do with this. This is the realm of Abimelech. This is the realm of the unholy. This is the realm where Avraham doesn't have any power. So the Torah says, no, don't think that there's a dissonance, that there's a separation between the, between the spiritual and the physical, that just as Avraham served God in a supernatural, amazing way in the spiritual holy realms, so too his physical children were also from him. He also was able to carry his spirituality to the next generation, and it stayed in the physical world. And so, too, in our lives, we shouldn't think that when we're engaged with Torah, with Tefillah, yeah, that's the realm of Avram, then Avram has power. When you get in the physical world, that's different. Torah says, Yitzhak is an offspring of Avram. Yitzhak is a child, a physical person, and he is a child of Avram. There was a uh, very amazing, amazing thing I learned this morning, unbelievable. It says in Prickett, I realize, you know, like this, a uh, as Bikter of Elezer, that Yitzhak planted. Says the Bikter of Elezer, Yitzhak planted. Chas v'shalom. You can't say Yitzhak planted. What happened? Yitzhak actually planted kindness. He was giving staka to other people. He was giving staka to the poor. When it says in the Torah, Yitzhak planted, it means he was giving doing kindness. So the, so the question is, first of all, why is it chas v'shalom that he planted anything? What's, what does that mean? Second of all, there's a simple translation of the verse, and that is that he planted. There are some that say that you can't say Yitzhak planted anything because he was always traveling. And you, if in order to take care of a field, it's got to be in the same field. So Yitzhak is traveling and traveling. You can't say that he planted a field because he's all over the place. But that doesn't explain the chas v'shalom. Pekhtar says, God forbid to think that Yitzhak planted a field. Whoa, what's the big deal? And, and, and there has to be an alignment between, between, between the simple meaning of the verse and the spiritual midrashic meaning that he was planting kindness. So what's, what's going on? So Ebbe says like this, unbelievable. Why is it that our patriarchs pursued um, work like shepherds instead of other things? Because when you're a shepherd, you have to stay away from the world. You have to go into, and, and devote yourself to spiritual holy things. You're not engaged with the physical. You have to be connected to your divine source. You, you don't have to, you're able to be in touch with your deepest self when you're, when you're a shepherd. However, when you have to, when Yitzchak, the Torah says, planted a field. So the Torah, therefore, Prickett says, whoa, you can't say that what's going on is just planting a field. Yitzchak is a holy person. You can't define what Yitzchak is doing as just planting a field. Don't think for a moment that his planting of a field is planting a field. There must be something deeper to Yitzchak planting a field. And indeed, what does it mean to planted a field? Yitzhak planted a field because he, that was about kindness. It wasn't just planting a field. His physical reality of planting a field. What was Hashem planting a field? That's just external. What's Yitzhak planting a field? It's, it's spirituality. I think I shared a while ago by Fishman. He wasn't always a uh, uh, it's an incredible gifted teacher teaching his third generation of students. So 
before he became a, a chassid of the Rebbe, he visited the Rebbe for a private audience. They brought the Rebbe a large sum of money. So the Rebbe started counting the money. And it looked to him very funny. That was counting money. Like, what is that? Like, chas v'shalom. That's what he was thinking. And Rebbe looked at him very sternly. He said to the Rebbe under his breath, like, it's just physical. Rebbe said to him very seriously, what is by you physical is by me spiritual. With this dollar, I could put a child in a school. With this dollar, I could build a mikvah. That's the one that Manish is telling us. Yitzhak planted a field. What's, what does it mean? Yitzhak's planting a field is a total spiritual pursuit. It may look physical, but he, he has a kavana pimi, he has an inner intent of why he's doing what he's doing. Bottom line is that whatever Hashem's mission is for us, if we be conscious and aware of the spiritual meaning of it. Well, even though we're involved in most physical things, most mundane things, places foreign and distant seemingly that are now in the realm of Abimelech, not in the realm of Holy. The Torah tells us now, Yitzchak is a child of Abraham. The physical offspring of Abraham, the physical reality of the world is related to Abraham. It's not about the planting the seeds. It's about, it's about the spiritual goal of the physical blessings that God gives us. Anyways, Hashem should bless us all with the good of the Freilich of and uh, we should see the revelation of all the planting of the seeds of the Jewish people throughout all the generations. As we looked at last week in time, the eighth case looks to now the time to harvest all the kindness, the revelation of Mashiach, and we will see the impact of all the mitzvahs, all the kindness that every Jew has done throughout all, all of history. Any questions, comments? All right, good luck.